like symptoms like uh, depression, anxiety. How have these particular symptoms, you know, affect your social life? It actually helps me. It actually helps me pinpoint people that I need to be talking to because the mm-hmm. first thing, if I'm talking to you and I feel like you're not listening to me, mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk to you no more. Right. Like our conversation done and I know how to deal with you now. Right. The main thing is paying attention to people and learning how to put them in a category so you know how to deal with that individual person. Right. Because I do have anxiety issues, mm-hmm. it made me be pay attention to way more Absolutely. than the average person. Like when you go through something like that, Unfortunately, a lot of us don't understand how precious life is until you get into a traumatic situation. And then once you understand how precious life is, if someone else don't value your life or your time, you're probably going to eliminate being, yeah, you know, them from being definitely. around you. Yeah. yeah, get them out of the way. Yeah. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the Highest Point Podcast. This is a podcast for everyone, no matter where you're from, no matter what you've been through. You know you deserve the best and willing to put in the work for progress to reach the highest point. And talk about somebody that's been through some things, you know what I'm saying, ups and downs through life, and also uh, at a place where, you know, uh, of growth and also education. We got Mr. Tim in the building today, man. What's happening with you, brother? What's up? What's, what's going on, on with you? What's going on? Not much, man. Glad to have you on. Um, and I um, just want to, one thing about our show, we like to focus on the journey of people because a lot of times people see your current state or end result and don't have no clue about, you know, how you got there or what was yeah. going on in your life. And they, they just come up with their own conclusions. So we allow our guests to have an opportunity to highlight their journey. So starting off, can you give us a little background about, you know, where you're from, um, some of your background and, uh, you know, your family dynamics growing up? Um, <clears throat> I'm from uh, Windsor, North Carolina. I got a lot of family there. I didn't really grow up there. Um, my dad was military, so I moved a lot. And um, I really wasn't stationary enough to really make friends, but probably one time in my life. Mm. So um, that right there, it, just in itself, is make it really hard for me to connect with certain people. You know what right. I'm saying? Just mm-hmm. when you get places and stuff like that, I kind of pull myself away from people because I'm used to moving. Doing, yeah, I'm used to moving. So oh. connecting, making friends and stuff like that is... I don't do that often. Right. You know that makes saying? sense. <laughs> Sound like social anxiety. Yeah. You know what I I'm do. saying? I get anxiety around a lot of people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I stay to myself mostly. Right, right. I but, totally uh, get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially and, if you're always moving. Like, man. My mom and my mom and dad work. You know what I'm saying? They work. They worked a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, they took care of me. They took care of me uh, financially. Right. You know what I'm saying? But... Just the way society was and the way world the world worked, my mom had to work multiple jobs. So mm-hmm. a lot of uh, things that I went through in school, like mental mental right. things, I didn't really have my parents around, mm-hmm. you know, that much for me to really, and I didn't really feel comfortable, you know, right. talking to them about a lot of stuff. Right. <clears throat> and um, we as we as parents, you gotta you gotta let your kids know that they can share anything with you. Absolutely, you know what I'm saying and um. I have the opportunity to do that with my kids. Mm. My parents they had a they had to work, right? You know? And I done some research on how much minimum wage was in the nineties. <laughs> Two dollars and fifty cents an hour. Come on, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's wild. In the nineties, that yeah, seemed like, like yo, <laughs> like how you how can you live? So right. a lot of us, you know, out of us, you know, both our parents. I'm pretty sure your parents had to 
had to work hard. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, for sure. Multiple jobs. You yeah. know what I'm saying? De- they, I'm definitely used to seeing that. You know? Yeah. Um, you know, I remember seeing you around in high school, but I'm like, it seemed like I started seeing you around like 11th or 12th grade. So yeah. I guess you. Yeah. When did you move to Bertie? Um, it was right before Christmas. Um, like '03. You okay. know what I'm saying? So, ah, uh, yeah. So that was like right there in that cusp of like senior year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was it was my senior year. Yep. Yeah, and you played football too, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we was on the same team. <laughs> so he didn't say much though. You know what I'm saying? I was like, now I get it. You know what I'm saying? That's right. But you know, yeah. it was he was always cool though. Yeah. He just ain't do a whole bunch of talking. You uh, know what I'm saying? I didn't so, talk to nobody. Right, right. Stayed to myself. Yeah, yeah. I get it. <laughs> now, um, I know you also had to got you got in a situation too later on in Bertie, right? Like where, uh, where you moved away. Like, did you get in some type of uh, some type of like shootout? You got in some type of crossfire with something where um, you had to get up out of there. It was a party that I went to, and um, this was like in 2014. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I was drinking. You yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying so. I, I can, re- I can remember somewhat of what happened. Mm-hmm. But somebody that was with me, you know, they got shot. Ah. And I was trying to run to my truck, right? You know, to get my truck to, yeah, to pick him up. And somebody was on the side of my truck, and with me running to my truck, the way I ran into my, I guess they thought I was running up on them and. They didn't hit me directly, but I had a graze mm. and I lost a lot of blood. So, <laughs> yeah, that's just wild. just that in general, man. Like, just that experience for me. I did move away, mm-hmm. but everything that happened to me, I took it with me. Right, you know what I'm saying? And I didn't, I didn't get no canceling. Like, I mm-hmm. know about you can get canceling for stuff like that now. Oh, like think, counseling, like yeah, talking like, to someone, yeah, talking to somebody. Got it, got it. Go see a therapist. And yeah. We ain't talked it, you know what I'm saying? Right, <laughs> and that's you. So so, so right had, about that. Did I you, had bad dreams for like two years. Did your friend make it? it? Yeah, he made it. He only got shot in the leg. Okay, oh, good, yeah. good. What but What did just, you learn from that situation? What do you guys learn from that situation? Um, I learned to pay attention to the signs mm, <laughs> because well, I had signs is always there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had three of them. What was that? Know? Three fights broke out before I even went into the club. Oh, crap. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, that's us as young, though. We, When you young, you walk towards the bullshit. Yeah, because you're you looking at two things. Mm-hmm. You're looking at what's really happening, right. and you're looking at the women. Right. So the man is always going to be like, man, forget that. You know, I'm going after the women. And mm-hmm. that's what I was doing. I was looking at the women. Yeah, and young the women, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The women pulled me in there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So... I it, it got me in a making a bad decision. Right. Got me got that, you know, because me or nothing would have never happened to neither one of us, we just left. Right. But yeah. So that was the first sign. Was there other sign? Or or you saying those were the three signs? Yeah. It was three fights. Yeah. Like, yo, right. y'all y'all shouldn't be here. Like yeah. these three fights ain't started at the same time. Like they was in a row. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we when we got in the club, we got a drink. And probably three minutes after we were standing at the front, mm-hmm. they started fighting again, and we got <sighs> we got mace. I still didn't leave. Dang, <laughs> four. That's four. That's four. But it's, <laughs> it's it's like once you being that I go to, I was going to stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It was it was regular, right? Like I could hear gunshots, and I continue drinking. Yeah, I continue talking to people. Yeah, it won't. It was normal. Right. Like when the stuff like that happened, I didn't run away from it because I was used to it. Yeah, <laughs> and that's dangerous too. That's very mm-hmm. true. That's very true. And sometimes, like when people grow in that environment, they 
if they don't know nothing else other than that, they just think that's the norm. Like they're not going to be afraid or say, this is probably not a good, this is not a good idea. I probably should leave. But Hey, I don't care if this is what you see all the time or not. If you see something like that, see fights breaking out, you probably need to go because it's yeah. only going to escalate. Because especially if it's more than one, right? You know what I'm saying? I see one breakout. That might be a one-off. But I, if I see two, yeah, like some, something going on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, right. like, that's probably someone coming back for revenge. <laughs> some of the boys. Right. It's only going to be like snowball. Right. And pay attention to the type of people they are too. Right. Definitely right. do that. Right. Did you? Um. And your homies kept going too. Like all y'all. Had the same type of mind for nobody said, yo, we might need to leave. We probably should just did. No, it was just me and my cousin. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Um, I did have a friend, <laughs> and he was like, he was like, man, I ain't going down there. Mm. He was like, man, I wouldn't go. He told me I wouldn't go down there if I were you, man. Dang. And I went down there, and then <clears throat> I wish I had the, I wish I had the, um, the newspaper clipping mm. because they found over a thousand um, assault rifle cases out there the day oh. after. So it could have been. Oh man! Oh, so wow. they were just shooting it up. <laughs> yeah, it was going crazy. Yeah, they. I think they shot up somebody's car. It caught on fire or something like that. Wow! And like people, people got hurt that night. And this was in Bertie. Like which city? On seventeen. On seventeen, Windsor. That's oh, where yeah, we from. That, that club two five two. Club two five two. Yeah, heading to Edenton. On the Dang. right. Hand. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did that used to be a strip club? <clears throat> it used. It used to be a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. <laughs> I'm telling you, it used to be a lot. Man. They had a lot of owners. Yeah. <laughs> man. Yeah, that's wild. Over yeah. a thousand shell casings, though. Yeah. Man, they was getting it in. Uh, matter of fact, I had been drinking so much, I didn't drive my truck. Um, I left my truck at the hospital, and my sister took me out there the next day. I had empty shell cases and stuff like on my the hood of my car or the, or the truck. Where you where you your um, windshield wipers windshield wipers that little cup yeah <laughs> it was Come shell on. cases and stuff in there that's so that means they were standing right by my truck yeah that's wild <laughs> yeah that's wild and man even you know talking about you know how those fights was going on you know I understand that you a fighter too and I'm not talking about just in that aspect but you are not alone a fighter but you're also a survivor of MS that's uh you know multiple yeah. sclerosis can you tell us a little bit of uh, background of like the symptoms and um, how long ago were you diagnosed? Um, <clears throat> I was diagnosed in uh, towards the end of twenty twenty, and um, the symptoms vary mm-hmm. in in different people because MS affects people differently. Right. You know what I'm saying. So with me, I could to me, I think I had it probably for three years before I knew I had it. Mm-hmm. Um. I was working, uh, I was doing this, I was doing security. I was an armed security guard mm-hmm. and I would stand up on my feet a lot. So my knees and stuff would swell up. Like there was, you know, I was athletic yeah. and I was a whole lot bigger than, you know, I was a lot bigger. Right. <clears throat> and uh, what I am now. So I thought maybe, you know what I'm saying? I'm a, I'm a, yeah. I'm working out. I'm a heavier guy. Right. So maybe I need to sit down some. Mm-hmm. And knees went down and they swear it right back up again. Mm. So, me being being a man, right. I didn't go to the doctor. Yeah, and um, that was something a, we got to get better at. That mm-hmm. was the first sign, and then a year goes by, <clears throat> and I was married at the time, and I talking to my ex wife, and I would tell her, "Hey, you know, I don't, I can't remember. Like, I really don't remember how old I am. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was forgetting stuff that I should know. Right, and it's like I would remember stuff from my childhood, but I can remember what happened five five minutes ago. Mm. So you still like short term memory. <laughs> yeah, loss. yeah. So I, uh, I still wouldn't go to the doctor, 
<clears throat> and then um, I was laying in the bed one night and I started like having these seizure like shakes. Wow. And I thought I was having a, a heart attack or a seizure. So I went to the emergency room. They treated me for dehydration. They didn't give me no MRIs or nothing. Oh, man. <laughs> so um, I, um, I went on. And one day I started having these pains in my chest. I went back to the doctor again. These is these in, in the midst of these three years, and um, they thought I had um, scoliosis because he's seen a, a slight curve in my spine. What they got to do with them symptoms? You got no scoliosis. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> these doctors, man. And um, then I went to another job, and probably the day before I interviewed, I couldn't talk. I couldn't talk at all. I, I really, I couldn't think how to talk or right. nothing. So I waited like a week and I could talk, but I was talking like thick tongue. Right. And um, then it went back regular. I still wouldn't go to the doctor. Mm. And um, I experienced the, sh- the shakes again. I still mm. wouldn't go to the doctor. And what sent me to the doctor is I was bloated. Like I was, like my stomach was big, like I was pregnant. Mm. <laughs> like for mm. three months, my stomach was big. And I went to the doctor. They sent me to a gastroenterologist, and I went to all these different specialists. And then they started doing MRIs. And um, finally, I started. I had these uh, lesions on my on my on my pelvic, mm-hmm. like. And but they said they wasn't cancerous. They wasn't disease, which mm-hmm. they was. Right, right. <laughs> but at the time, they didn't see any more on my body. So they done another MRI of my upper body, and they mm-hmm. saw those same lesions. So they sent me to a... So these lesions are internal? They're not external? <clears throat> They're internal. It's, they look like bite. Oh, man. What, what it is is your immune system is attacking your body mm-hmm. because it can't beat the disease. It's just going to eat it up. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's deterioration. Right. So <clears throat> this stuff is happening to me, and I'm not knowing it. Mm-hmm. Like being fatigued and not being able to have enough energy to... to be productive with my wife, right, be right. productive with my kids. And then I start losing interest in certain things and my memory issues. Mm-hmm. I'm having all these problems right. and I'm not thinking to go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. But I mean, but what's <laughs> your, is, is your wife put pressuring you to go to the doctor at all? Um, to be honest with you, I don't think, you know, we went to the doctor and they never saw anything wrong. So she really never, <laughs> she really never said anything. Mm-hmm. And, um, I went to the doctor quite a few times. Right. And they, yeah, the doctors were slacking and, um, off a lot. Yeah. I lost 10 decibels, 10 decibels of hearing in my left ear. So they didn't never see anything wrong with that. So like, I just woke up one day and I couldn't hear hardly out of my left. ear. It's still like that now. And, um, mm. <laughs> and these, you know, these doctors is not seeing what's the, what's the issue. Right. So I found out a year later, you know, because I went, because I was bloated. Got like it. That I, that I had MS. Once I made it to a, a neurologist, they gave me a brain exam. Mm-hmm. And he, when I went and saw him, um, he didn't diagnose me when I went and saw him. Mm-hmm. And two white coats walked in the room. So when you get multiple doctors walking in the room, you know that ain't good. Right. That's when he, he put my x-ray up and um, mm. he started showing me the lesions and stuff on my spinal cord. And um, he said, I want to get an MRI done on your brain. And he said, you know, with my years of experience, I want to say that this is MS. Mm-hmm. And when the man put his hand on my shoulder, you know what I'm saying? When another man put his hand on your shoulder, he talking to you, it ain't, it's right. not good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So to be honest with you, I really, he told me that. And 
I ain't gonna lie, it hurt me. You know what I'm saying? I cried like a baby. You know what right. I'm saying? I didn't understand it. I didn't know what it was. But the worst thing I did was I just went right back to work. I like wasn't nothing wrong. <laughs> and so you never dealt with that trauma because that's yeah. a that's a lot of weight on you at once that you got yeah. that you received mm-hmm. and you didn't take that time to actually, you know, like let me go ahead and cope with this. Let me go ahead and let digest what's going on. Yeah. Let me do some research on this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, and we well, should you, do that. We don't. Yeah, we don't we, do that enough. We don't do that. I mean, I'm not trying to be selfish when I say stuff like this. But sometimes, man, I got, I got, I got, I had a wife and I had kids. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, man, you got to be selfish. Yeah, it just got to be just about you facts. and not with your kids or with your wife. You yeah. got to take care of yourself. Absolutely. Right? And yeah. if you don't take care of yourself, what you gonna have to fall back on? Right. Exactly. Let me <laughs> you know ask what I'm you. Let me ask you this. So. When you were going to the doctors, how long was that process before they finally made the diagnosis from, like, when you first started going, like, something wrong? Um, so, i say a year and a half. A year and a half. And nobody, and everybody was just saying, it's okay. Like, you good. Yeah, scoliosis. I mean, but, you know, first when he said he can't hardly remember something, why wouldn't they just do a brain scan then? Yeah. And it's important for you to, like, you're saying these symptoms for people to, like, hear this and understand, like, you know what? I don't care what the doctors say. They just sending me home. I'm having these similar experiences that Tim had. Let me go ahead and request a, a specialist, like a neurologist. Is that who you would suggest yeah, him? Yeah, that's my doctor, yeah. To get their uh, their MRI to make sure this is not MS. You know? I mean, because it, it's literally eating your inside. So the longer you let it go, the worse Yeah, the more deterioration yeah, you get. Yeah. Because yeah. people see me, and I don't. it don't look like nothing is wrong. Right. But... I'm dealing with numbness and tingling while I'm sitting here. Right. Know? Some oh, wow. stuff, um, my doctor told me any pre-existing things you got going on, I get treatments every six months. Mm-hmm. Treatments won't stop them, mm-hmm. but they'll stop them from progressing, like getting worse. Mm-hmm. And you, this one thing you got to, <laughs> people just got to, if you have MS, when you get older, you know, some, some, you going to have some issues. Right. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm young now, so right. I just prepare yourself for that. Right, Montel, he has MS. Yep. He's 62, 63 years old. Mm-hmm. And man, look good, don't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's, still, he's still going he's strong. He's still going strong. He's getting around yep. and everything. And it's because it's about what you eat. Yeah. You know, I'm on a keto diet. That's a mm. that's something that he does. So I try what he does. And I look great. People think I lift weights and I exercise. I don't. I, right. just, I just eat good. Hmm. good. That's important. <laughs> that diet. For real. Very important. I mean, like when I was looking at like those... Uh, like symptoms like uh, depression, anxiety, you know, even when it comes to like thinking, you know, how have these particular symptoms, you know, affect your social life? And, uh, you know, what ways do you cope with it? And um, anything um, you remedy to lesser the impact? It, 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 uh, I could say it actually helps me. It actually helps me pinpoint people that I need to be talking to because the mm-hmm. first thing, if I'm talking to you and I feel like you're not listening to me, I'm not going to talk to you no more. Right. Like, our conversation done, and I know how to deal with you now. Right. The main thing is paying attention to people and learning how to put them in a category so you know how to deal with that individual person. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So don't get upset with them being, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, the, the way they are. Just learn how to deal with them. Yeah. Right. So that's what I do. I It definitely makes, because I do have anxiety issues, mm-hmm. it makes me be pay attention to way more Absolutely. than the average person. Yeah, so I mean, I'm it the, makes sense. I'm the guy to sit back 
with my back against the wall. I don't like nothing behind me right. so I can see everything. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like that with my life too. Yeah. I mean, you understand how precious life is now. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like when you go through something like that, unfortunately, a lot of us don't understand how precious life is until you get into a traumatic situation. And then once you understand how precious life is, if someone else don't value your life or your time, you're probably going to eliminate being, yeah, you know, them from being definitely. around you. Yeah. yeah, get them out of the way. Yeah. Yeah, because it's, it's bad weight. Yeah. I'm telling you. It's now bad weight. Now, with MS, do you feel like, have you ever felt like off balance? Yeah, I have a uh, vertigo too. Okay. Is that constant or is um, it in and out? It's, it's mostly constant if I do a, a lot of walking. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, if people, I'm I'm bow legged too, so if I'm walking and I'm kind of, I might lose my balance just a little bit, like trip over my feet, mm-hmm. just because of that. You know what I'm saying? And that that's caused by the the hearing loss. Got you. Now, how does it impact your driving? Um, I see your car. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> mine out here, I might you know try to race you real quick. You know, what I mean? before I get up the road, <laughs> we can do something there. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't backing down, Tio. <laughs> <laughs> It does affect my driving. It does. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, I drive. I used to drive in the right lane, mm-hmm. but I ride in the left lane more because I bear to the right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I don't want to run off the road. Gotcha. So I do. I do do that. I I do that a lot. And I have anxiety driving, too. I think we all do, man. <laughs> Crazy folks out there. They be. Yeah, mm-hmm. like an accident right. on the way here. So, And that's probably somebody not paying attention. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For real. For real. The Highest Point Podcast. More than a pod, it's a lifestyle. lifestyle, lifestyle.